What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast, episode three of offseason. Actually, this should be the last podcast of offseason, yeah? What do you mean, no? Then we'd only have three. Yeah, but we're... No, but we can still... I think we should still record when we get into Tulsa or in one of the hotels. Yeah, but that's going to be the new season. That's going to be in no, season. No, because the season hasn't started. Okay, well, we have yet to decide what's going on, but... No, we have decided. <laughs> what are you talking about? We can't have a season with three episodes. All right, roll the intro. Okay, so regardless, this is episode three of the podcast. Um, I'm here with Mimi as usual. For those of you who are listening, we're in Portland right now in um, my parents' house in the, uh, I don't really know what to say what this room is, the front room? Yeah. It's like the living room that nobody uses, so we're going to film the podcast right now, right in here. This is a living room. That is a family room. Good to know. You Inter- know the difference? Interior design tips. Would you like to know the difference? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. I want to know what you think the difference is. Uh, family room is where the family spends most of the time in the living room. But why? Because that's where the TV is. Family room has the TV. Oh. Living room is more formal. See, I could be an interior designer. Well, I didn't know the difference for a long time, but nowadays a lot of people mainly just have family rooms. Yeah. Anyways, okay. That's not anyway, very interesting. Okay. <laughs> interior design tips. Anyway, so right now, um, like I said, we're in Portland. We just got back. It was like, I don't want to go. We, we both don't want to go that too in-depth about Europe or uh, into depth about Ottawa because there's going to be videos on my mm-hmm. channel and pro- not in Ottawa for Mimi's channel, but all yeah. of Europe on Mimi's channel. So recommend watching those if you guys want to see about Europe and if, go on my channel if you want to see uh, Ottawa, which probably should be up here s- soon. Um, but it was amazing trips, both of them. Uh, and now, basically, we are back in Portland for three days, four days, and then we're leaving, driving cross-country into Tulsa. We leave so Friday? We leave Friday morning. So today, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah, so we flew back in on Monday, late at night. We got back in around like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. exhausted, because it was, we had like It was a, like a 13-hour travel day yeah. to get from Ottawa to Portland. Because we went from Ottawa, and then we flew into Philadelphia, and then from Philadelphia, we flew all the way to LAX. <laughs> so stupid. And then we were in LAX, and we flew all the way up to Portland. That was just the, the, the cheapest way to do it, and honestly, actually one of the faster ways to do it. So, um, but yeah. But I don't big, believe that, but that's what we did. <laughs> the tickets were expensive. But anyway, big thanks to the OPSM guys. Uh, it, was, it was a really cool trip up there. Um, but now, uh, what was hard, though, was it was weird that we were in Ottawa, and it was snow on the ground, freezing, like, literally, we're on mm-hmm. the runway, and it looks like we're on, like, Iceland, or, like, crazy... North the Pole. Moon, yeah, the North Pole, because the, the wind's whipping with the snow and everything. And then we go to Philadelphia, where it's rainy, and then we go to LAX, where it was 77... Just not a cloud in the sky. 77 degrees and sunny, and then we go up to Portland, where, again, rainy and stormy. Um, so oh, that was <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, that's why I'm a big fan of LA because I like 77. Yeah, but but we've decided <laughs> those pistachios keep cracking me up. There's like four pistachios. There's just four pistachios on that sofa. Um, we've decided that we want to spend as much of next off season in Portland. Yeah, as we can, just mm-hmm. because lately we've been in San Diego a lot, which is kind of his choice. For training, and then I've been doing classes, so it's worked out. But I think he misses being up here, and I honestly kind of prefer it up here just because of the weather. I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think it'll be fun because to to really have like a full off season of 
being in Portland, like exploring Portland, doing little coffee shops and stuff yeah. like that. And I've that. never been to the Oregon coast. Yeah. I want to go there. It's just this off season, we've only been in Portland like four days, five days. Yeah. And it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. But that, that's like the tentative plan. But of course... Mm-hmm. It'll you, change. That's not... Yeah. That's not as you guys know, with this, with being a pro, literally, you can be planning that forever. But then let's say next off season, I'm contractless. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, Godwin or OPSM, my agency, they're just like, oh, we got this over here for you. And then you got to do this and this and this. And then I end up spending all of off season somewhere else training with a team or going on trials. We didn't say our sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do it right now. So um, sorry about that. So this video or this podcast is sponsored by Chaos Soccer Gear. Chaos Soccer Gear is a very young soccer brand that's starting up here. Uh, I, I, they reached out to me, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, they reached out to me about two minutes ago and they sent me a really cool soccer ball, Aztec ball with some really cool designs. It's actually a really good quality ball. Um, I'd rate it pretty much at $80 is a pretty good price yeah, for it. Yeah, that's like what you usually buy to train with and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I think the high quality match balls, like the $150, $200 match balls, uh, they're amazing, but those are pretty expensive. So that $80 ball is a really good one mm-hmm. to be like right in that range because it is quality but anyway chaos soccer gear is a young brand they're really starting they have a ball pump they're starting with t-shirts and they're really going to grow their brand so uh, i highly recommend checking them out i know the uh the guy that runs it and he's a very cool guy so go check that out in the description it's at chaossoccergear.com that's chaos c-h-a-o-s soccergear.com so big thank you to chaos is it really an, uh, an a wait did you say C C H A O S chaos I was with an A. How, how are you going to spell chaos? Never mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> big, honestly, big thank Never you. Mind. Big thank you to Chaos Soccer Gear for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and many future episodes of the podcast. So um, it's been going great with them. And uh, hopefully that you guys definitely are checking them out either online or clicking the link in the description um, because it'll be fun to follow chaos as they... Uh, to grow and add more products and stuff and another disclaimer because i'm not wearing my ring oh yeah we broke People up always comment when i'm not wearing my ring no it's i'm getting it sized just like a quarter of a size so yeah. i don't have it right now yeah so I feel naked. that's why that was actually another big thing to come into portland yeah we had to do that here the very first day or the yeah the very first day that we woke up and then like i did like i worked out at the gym yesterday was that yesterday? Yeah. Was that just yesterday? Mm-hmm. So yesterday we went to the I went to the gym, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, later in the afternoon we went to the Shane Company. Oh, Graham sponsoring another sponsor. I'm just kidding. But we went to uh, Shane Company to drop off Mimi's ring again, get it resized, and also a new band because there was like a little crack in it or something. So that's what we did. And then uh, it's always tough when you come, and this is what it's hard about being back in Portland too. Yeah, is that you have I feel to like, see everybody. Yeah. You have to do all your errands. Like it's literally like I have a list on my phone of all the obligations I need to do. Go see my grandma. Go see my friend Brett. Go 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 get coffee with this guy. That's do- exactly how it is when I go home too. And then if I like don't see my friends, like I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> and then it's also we have the whole thing of like we also need to pack and leave all of my belongings, everything to go out to Tulsa. Uh, in two days yeah so in our new car oh yeah I keep saying our car but it's his car I I haven't I probably won't even mention this in a YouTube video Mm -hmm. until I get into Tulsa because I I have the auto vlog well they're gonna see it are you gonna video driving over there I yeah probably well yeah I mean 
the car that you guys saw the car that we bought to take to Tulsa the first time we just got from like a used car lot and it was breaking like every month yeah so we just thought you know better get rid of it while it's running and then it was good a new one I liked it yeah we enjoyed the car I, I did like it like the Volkswagen CC it was like it was a good car but it was small too it was only four seater and uh but yeah, yeah, so we sold it. When and you're then, driving a bunch of sweaty guys every day, it's not ideal. Sounds weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, but yeah, so basically got the Mazda CX-30, which is like a like kind of like a crossover. Yeah, crossover size. So it's it's five. It's bigger though. Has a little bit bigger trunk. Can fit a little bit more stuff in there, especially for the cross country trip. Will be nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, better gas mileage than my Volkswagen CC. And uh, brand new, so it's like 2020, um, which is really cool because it has like the all the the stuff that I've never had before. In I know because I have my car is like 2005 or something, and you've had older cars too, but we've never had all these like features. Yeah, because I started I started my very first car was a 2003 Honda Accord, so that was like as bare bones as you can get. I love that car though. That car ran. Amazing. I, I put you, like you always, whenever you talk about your Honda Accords, your face always like. I love up. it. I love that <laughs> it's car. So funny. It ran amazing for like yeah. hundred and twenty thousand miles that I had it through high school, mm. everything into college. It's so weird. I was in your car today, and it said like two hundred miles, like just total yeah. of all time, and it was so small. I was like, what? I know. I've never. I've, I don't. I think the smallest number I've ever had was like eighty thousand. Is yeah. when I bought a car. Me too. And then I had after my Honda Accord, I got the. Volkswagen Golf, which no, yeah. Well, are you talking about just from college, or like all time? All time. No, but you had a, you had like a bigger SUV. No, that was so that wasn't mine. That was my that was my mom's that I just drove. Oh okay. But I did. He always said it was his. Um, and then I had the Volkswagen Golf, which I really Mm -hmm. liked as well. But that got recalled. Yeah. Um, it actually had really bad emissions. Yeah, so that got recalled. But I loved that car. It was like a hatchback type car. Mm And then I had the uh, the Volkswagen CC, which just had a little bit of problems, a little sketched out with that. A little bit of problems. Every cylinder misfired <laughs> at the same time, multiple times. Um, and then now I have that uh, Mazda CX-30. So this is going back to a little bit bigger of a car, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. Um, but so far, pretty good. It, it has like the heads-up display. It has like a rear-view camera, which I've never had before. It has like stuff that most cars have nowadays, but I've just never had. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. You it's drove little it. Little things. You drove yeah. it for the first time. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, she loves it. That's I loved good. it. Yeah. No. It's I don't good. know what to say. It's first of all, I love cars that are black inside because my car is tan. Yeah. And I always just think like the black with the silver touches just looks so luxurious. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. It's Recommend. cool. So hopefully we make it all the way over to Tulsa with that car. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so pretty much here too. I, I got a really good, today um, was my second day, my second full day in Portland. Uh, I was running all around, but I had a really Literally. good, yeah, I had a really good training session this morning by myself, individual session at the field, um, which I filmed, maybe filmed, it'll be on YouTube, but it was all like cardio because I've been doing the, over in Europe, I was doing the John Terry cardio mm-hmm. routine a lot. I love, honestly, and I got a lot of questions too. I want to do a full two-minute Tuesday about the differences between doing a treadmill workout and actually doing the cardio like I did at the field today with the ball. And uh, I'll do a full video really going into that. It looked hard. 
Huh? Looked hard. Oh, today was hard. Yeah. Looked really but hard. the thing what I always think of, and this is just my opinion, I really want to do more research and do like a proper two minute Tuesday on it. But my feeling with that is that people kind of hate on treadmill workouts a lot. Like, oh, you're just moving your feet and you know, but I always say, well, then just do the John Terry cardio workout. Just do it. Do 15 sets of it and tell me that you're not tired and, and feeling like you've actually put in a shift because like you can hate on it from the outside as much as you want like saying that oh it's just you're just moving your feet but it's the one of the best cardio routines i've ever done anywhere i have never tried it because i don't recommend it i've tried sprints though at an incline and even like half Mm -hmm. of the incline that you do is hard yeah so i i personally am a big believer in treadmill workouts now having said that i don't think that like all of off season you should just be doing treadmill workouts because for example, there's no cutting, there's no changes of direction, there's no, um, even going a full speed sprint on the treadmill isn't really, you can't really do that. Yeah. Because most treadmills go up to 12, 12 and a half, so you can't do the full full speed sprint really. Mm-hmm. So I think that like the, the John Terry cardio routine is awesome, but I'm also like a big believer in what I did today, go out to the field, do, it, do a lot of the cardio with the ball, but also do the change of directions, the cutting, the turning, and the full speed, full, full speed sprints, so. Briefly, that's what I did. But today, I, I was dying on my uh, my training session. We should bring Mike in on the podcast. No. <laughs> Mike doesn't like to be on the podcast. I know. I've, but... I've asked him. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll bring Mike in on the podcast. My brother, Michael. We can record on tomorrow and you can do it with him. Maybe. That'd be pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did today. And then I did a uh, uh, pulley, like I did a pull um, routine in the gym with my brother. We did like deadlifts and some pull-ups and... Some that I did some rehab. Did you hear him rehab. when he went upstairs? You guys no. got home and he like lay on the ground. And he's like, he's like, oh, and he was like all tired. And then Laura was like, what? And he's like, Matt beat me at deadlifts today. And we both were like, what? Like, no. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was gonna say he did probably. I think he did about two hundred pounds more. Than That's that. why we 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 both like all of us were like, what? Yeah. It's always I have like right now I'm always like in a big maintenance. Yeah. Uh, routine right now with my body like I want I, I go heavy like I, I went up to like 200 pounds today on on trap bar deadlifts which is good weight but um but Michael went up to yeah, like I can't imagine him doing a bunch of cardio and Michael was doing like 315 320 or something yeah so it was heavier but that's <laughs> the, well I I do miss that I do miss going heavy but I think it's smarter to do where it's like good workouts but there's no point or there's um I should rephrase that there's is a point to getting bigger, faster, stronger, but I think the uh, the diminishing returns of it, the yeah. you know, you'll see a, a little bit of benefit for a whole bunch of tax taxing on the body. Um, what did you do today? What did I do? Actually, today? I'm going to talk about Mimi for a sec. Why? You had a so Mimi, you put on your Mimi Estelle like Instagram stories, like you put in a lot of effort. For, for the first time in a, in a while of like <laughs> not roasting you but you put you put in the effort sometimes of like I just don't sometimes I just feel very discouraged with it but then once I start posting stuff I am like reminded why I started it yeah. kind of thing no I 100% feel that yeah um but I just made a bunch of story like posts on my Instagram story of basically just all of the questions that people DM me and ask me all the time yeah because I just figure kind of like what you do but like why, why just help one person and answer the question, you know, multiple times in messages instead of like just show it to everybody. So I did that, saved it to a story or a highlight. 
and I got pretty good feedback. And it was that. all about like what you did with schooling in terms of going to UC Davis, getting your yeah. uh, bachelor's degree in managerial economics, and then going back to school again to get your associate's degree in interior design. Yeah, and like why I chose the route and how I chose the school to get my design degree at and what exact classes I'm taking. It's all these things that like I even said to this one person that I was talking to, like you see all these like amazing design accounts on Instagram and, but you only see the result. You just mm-hmm. see like their work. And even though if they show the behind the scenes, you don't know how they got to where they are, yeah. you know? And it's not until like you sit down and have coffee with them that you find out where they went to school, like what they were studying, like what route they took and where their mistakes were and stuff. And so that's why I wanted to show that on my Instagram, but that's always hard because like, I don't have the result yet to yeah. get the following kind of, if that makes sense. Like I'm just on that building stage, but I like, I like to show how to do it because all these people are messaging me like, Oh, I'm doing the exact same route. Like I'm taking the same course. I'm getting my associate's degree in this after I got my degree in that. And I've never met one person that's been in the same boat as me mm-hmm. ever. Like, I thought I was the only person taking this route, you know? And I'm having all these people message me saying that that's what they want to do or, oh, that's what they're going to do or that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And so you posted that. She posted that on her Instagram story, like, really in-depth. Took you, like, what, three, four hours straight? Yeah. (laughs) And people people don't think it takes a long time to do, oh, it's like, what did you do today? Throw up a couple Instagram stories? No. If you do it properly, it's going to take three, four hours to do it, like, a full like thing that you want and I've been wanting to do that for a long time like it wasn't just like spur of the moment but I just got like this random like push I don't know why I decided to do it yesterday yeah but then you did that and you got you counted 18 dms of like people saying that like of just people yeah and those were just the ones of people saying like this is amazing like I wish I could frame this like thank you so much or you know I'm in the same boat and this is so relatable I really appreciate it kind of thing so yeah that's my that's my all-time that's like my favorite thing is when you spend a lot of time creating content like that, like something that you think is really good, is really going to help out somebody, and like you put it out there, and then you get the response of like, wow, this really did help yeah. me. Because you have you have like these numbers, and like obviously mine are nowhere near yours, but like you have this number of people that you know are following you that are maybe seeing your content, but it's not until they actually talk to you. And like one girl I showed you, she's going to some school in Kenya. And I think she's doing like computer engineering or some sort of like, you know, science math degree, but she wants to do interior design and her, her parents aren't on board because that's yeah. not really as big of a thing there. And it's not like the creative side isn't, you know, as supported. And I just think it's really cool that I could be helping someone yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, it's really cool. Like but then like, know. but like you said though, like even about how like it's hard for you to stay consistent on Instagram or something when like you feel like you're not there yet but like yeah it's like a big thing I always feel like is like showing the process it's like I felt the same exact way when I was yeah I even had like a d1 college scholarship playing division one college soccer but I felt like I still wasn't able to throw up like all these YouTube videos that I wanted to because I had not signed a pro contract you know yeah I I yeah, it's hard. It's hard to explain, and I'm glad like that you feel the same way. Like I know I could be better, 100. percent Like I could be way better, but at the same time, I I have like this like devil and angel thing going. Like I have this one side of me that's like really proud and like to show it, even if it's not perfect. Like to show it, and then the other side is like, why would anybody want to look at that? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like when there's so many amazing accounts with these beautiful designs that they've made. Like there's one person I follow on YouTube and she has an interior design YouTube and it's the only other like you Instagram or it's the only other 
interior design vlogger that I've seen and she lives in Vancouver and she shows her day to day and it's just so different than mine because obviously she's been doing it for a while. She has her own business. She just bought a new um, office space and she designed that whole thing with her team and she has Mm -hmm. like 15 people work for her and they're doing these huge restaurants and like sky, you know, sky rise. Sky rise. Is it high rise or sky rise? I think you can say both. But anyway, she's just doing these like amazing projects and I'm like, why would you want to watch my channel where I'm just at my my house doing homework, literally homework, like I'm doing some projects on the side with with my dad and stuff like that, but it's like, I don't know, like it just doesn't seem... But people people like the journey, like people like to see the journey of it. It's the same thing. It's like, like, I thought about that in Germany, like who wants to go watch me try to bounce around from little tiny city while, while I'm spending you know I'm literally in like tiny Airbnb rooms while I'm trying to get a contract worth like 500 euros a month like yeah. like it just seemed it, it seemed to me like I was like nobody and I was but like it, it I still think that's like my favorite content like I've ever created because it was just so real and that's still what people say the most is like following that and seeing you go through that journey of becoming a pro was the best part about you know, become elite because they like to see yeah. it. Like imagine going, um, looking forward 10 years and seeing you when you're doing what she's doing and literally you can scroll back on your YouTube and then see where you're at now going to school and doing like just these little side projects and then seeing that huge journey and people literally, cause like what you said, how you never see how somebody got there. You could be the first channel where you really show how you got there. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think like, and it's hard because it's like, yeah, you're, it's, you seem, I even feel like I, like showing my life is boring because it's, and it's like, it is like, to me, it's like, it's boring to you. It's boring to me because it's the same thing, but somebody who's sitting there that wants to be in your shoes or is trying to learn how to get to even where you're at or just to see another perspective of what's going on. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to somebody else. I think about all the time how I was on YouTube and I had this video popped up on the recommended, you know, like randomly. And it was day in the life of like a software engineer. I clicked it and I watched the full 20 minute long video. And you told video. me that you watched it. I'm like, why the hell were you watching the day in the life of a software engineer? It just, I, know, I was intrigued. Like literally, I was just like seeing. I just would never click on that. It was like his full day. It was like what he made for breakfast. And literally, I'm just like watching it. Like this is cool. Like you're just going to yeah. see somebody else's shoes. Do you know what kind of like inspired me, which is kind of funny? Hmm. Is um, so this whole, I already just finished another semester. It was like August to December. And the whole time that I was doing that, I had in my mind that I wanted to film it. Like I wanted to film like what classes I was taking, like what my homework looked like, like what I was studying and stuff like that. And I just never did it because I just, I was so sick of myself and so sick of all the work I was doing that I just didn't want to like talk about it like further. And I didn't think it was interesting, but that's like what I wanted to do all along. I just didn't do it. But then when we were at the combine and you were playing in that seven aside game, yeah. I was sitting with Godwin and we were talking about um, interior design and he's like, well, I just want to know a little more about it because he just doesn't really know what it entails. And he was asking like what I was going to do in Tulsa. And once I told him like how big the market is for interior design, especially in San Diego, he was like, oh man, like, it's like, if I was doing that, like, this is what I would do. And he was like getting so excited about the steps that he would take. Like, even in my position where like, I don't have a portfolio. I don't have like a network like I don't really have anything you know Mm -hmm. and he was like saying everything he was like gonna that he would do and I was like you know what like Godwin just built an entire agency like he has a huge combine like multiple times a year in different cities he's Mm -hmm. an agent to like 
a lot of athletes. I can't even like think of what number it would be, but I was like, you know what? Like, it's like, if God can do that, like, I was like, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like I can do this. And I think it's just inspiring being around successful people and Mm -hmm. people who like, and, and when we were in the car and he said, he's like, yeah, like I'm pretty much like your guys' age. Like when he said that, because yeah. he's pretty close to us in age, I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, <laughs> you cuss on every sorry. single podcast. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he literally he said that, and I'm sitting in the back of his car eating a beaver tail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, like oh yeah, like because I always think mm. of Godwin as like this father figure who's yeah. like 50. You know what I mean? Because mm. he's just so successful, and yeah. like he, he 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 has his whole life like on this track, and like he has like this vision. I was like, oh my God. I was like, he's only a couple years older than us. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse. Like, why can't, you know? No, no. I I, that's, I love going up there too. And I always, because I don't get paid to go up to Ottawa and do the yeah. combine. Like, they'll like, they'll like comp, like, you know, my like a flight up there for me and get the hotel. But like, I'm spending my time and energy to fly up to Ottawa. The North Pole. The North Pole to freeze my butt off. Yeah. To watch the combine and literally just help out with the combine. But the reason that I like doing that, I like going up there is two things. One is meeting the players and talking to them about how, you know, the ones that watch the channel are just helping them with their next step. Because I see, obviously, which is why I love my YouTube channel so much uh, or why I love doing YouTube so much because I love helping players that I see myself in and that I was once there. Where are you off to? I had to pull my nose. <laughs> I don't want to do it in the mic. Uh-huh. Just well, keep talking. I just love, I love doing that Like where I see a player that's at the high school level really want to play D1 collegiately, but he's struggling to get that first step in or contact them and then helping them go, give them knowledge about how to do that because I never had that. So that's one of my favorite things. And then two, like what you said, is that it is you want to surround yourself right with people that are successful and people that you want to uh, that you respect and stuff and Jeff and Godwin and everybody at OPSM they're nice they're humble they're very ambitious and you know They've what the difference something. is between them and like most people hmm. or just like successful people it's almost like it's not that they're crazy ta- more talented than other people it's not that they're smarter than everybody in the world but it's like not to say that in a mean way but like <laughs> I feel like what makes them different is that they have the confidence in what they're doing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's probably not one minute when he doubted that he could be an agent. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that if you just are confident, then, like, everything will just happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's the same thing with trials. It's like, yeah. if you're confident to go up to a coach and, like, email a coach and be like, look, I want a trial, like, yeah, 99% of the time it's not going to work out. But you just keep doing it. You yeah. keep having that, like, almost ignorance of, like, no, it's going to work. It's going to work, yeah. you know? Like who who would have if you would have told anybody like oh yeah we're gonna start a combine in an agency like here people are like oh yeah okay you know yeah exactly and like it's it's not a bad thing it's just because it's very ambitious and, and we're like, gonna get like twenty really good college college coaches yeah. to come like so it's, it is like that's why I like it like it's very inspiring and I I, I see that like I want to have like an office and I want to have a training place like they yeah. do and I want to have you know people working for me and everything and actually like that was actually a big reason. I mean, Michael reached out to me, Yeah. but that was... Uh, I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll talk about it. Um, but I, I basically, I, in one of my videos, I think I was uh, in San Diego or something, I just said like how overwhelmed I've been feeling with like oh. emails and making YouTube videos and making yeah. podcasts and doing all the editing behind the scenes and running the There's Instagram so account many and making the TikToks, you know, and doing everything. Okay, well, no one's asking you to make the TikToks. <laughs> Mimi hates on TikTok. <laughs> 
well, he just spends hours on it, and he has this creepy laugh that he does when he watches TikTok. Because <laughs> they're funny. He just sits there going, <laughs> No, but the whole, uh, TikTok is like, uh, what's the difference of posting a video on TikTok and getting a million views versus posting a video on YouTube and getting a million views? I just think the audience is different. What do you mean, younger? TikTok just seems immature. Do you not think that Instagram felt immature when no. we were on Facebook? No. You don't think so? No. I, well, I that's because that... we were immature when we were hopping on Instagram. No, but I think people have always taken Instagram seriously. Like, they take no, their content no, no, seriously. No, 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 no one no, just no. posts no, stupid... No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Instagram, the, it, at the very beginning of Instagram? We can have different opinions, Shelly. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You think the very beginning of Instagram, it was literally all high school and college kids, and all it was was posting random pictures that we didn't feel comfortable posting on Facebook. Was it not? That doesn't make it immature. Okay, but have don't you seen you, TikTok? Have you, you seen think, TikTok? But do you think businesses looked at Instagram at those early days and said, "No, that's stupid. That's literally a social media platform for kids." Where I'm not. I don't get think. On that. I, what I'm saying is, yeah, maybe companies didn't take it seriously, but I'm saying the the content posted was not as immature as TikTok. Oh. It was like pictures that we thought were really professional looking and like artsy. That was Instagram. okay. Yeah, TikTok but, is like middle aged boys like laughing and dancing in their hallway. And yeah. But what I mean, but the, but watch, like it's gonna evolve, it's gonna change. I don't doubt, I don't doubt that it's and gonna even evolve. If it, but like, I just think it's immature. I gotta turn this thing on, but still, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna come back. But still, it's uh, it's it's all about attention. And literally, you can post a video on and on TikTok of uh, uh, the John Terry workout. My I posted the full John Terry workout on YouTube. And that got like 250,000 views. An amazing. One of my really good videos. Mm-hmm. I posted on TikTok. And it took me... I edited in the morning where you were asleep. We were doing it in like Bordeaux. In the bed of Bordeaux. I was editing it. Threw it up there. It has like 500,000 views. So I'm ter- in just terms of reaching players and having them try out this workout to help them and benefit them in cardio. I did all that effort on YouTube and did the same amount. And I posted there and I posted on TikTok. And it reached double the amount of people on TikTok. So it's, you can't make fun of a platform and say it's not a good place to create content when I'm literally affecting double the amount I'm, of people. I'm entitled to my own opinion, though. Sure, but that's my argument. Why don't you tell them why you were talking about that in the first place? Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, I know. What, 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 were, we talking about? what were we talking about? You, you hired someone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been feeling very <sighs> overwhelmed with all the stuff that's, that, that comes with everything. Like Literally, I've been feeling like no matter... I could work from seven o'clock, eight, six o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night, and I still feel like I'm not making any progress on everything that I want to do. And it is time for me to start hiring interns and, and stuff to really start helping me and delegating stuff that I don't need to be doing. Like I will always probably edit majority of my videos. I will always do my same vlogs that I do. I will always do a lot of that. But stuff like uh, like Michael, Michael came and reached out to me after he saw that I was feeling a little overwhelmed and just said, how can I help? You know, I want to just do like the Gary Vee thing, come to you, whatever I can help with. You know, I, you've helped me a lot in my career, in my life. I want to kind of give back, which is amazing. It was amazing to hear that. And so I basically said, yeah, I hired him pretty much. And um, he's dealing, and, and after kind of like a little learning period, He's now dealing with all the brand promotions and, and working with brands and actively seeking out brands for brand deals and sponsored videos and yeah, Instagram posts. If you haven't done that before, it's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, we want you. Here's the script. Here's what we're going to pay you. It's like a 20 Here's email exchange. Yeah. It's like negotiating. And-, <laughs> and so it's a, it's, a, it's a lot. And if, you know, if 
and if I can have him handle that and he just sends me the, a, a mm-hmm. short message, here's your script, here's the price they wanna pay, you wanna do this, sign the contract, let's go, then I can do it quick, do the video, and I can focus on stuff that I really wanna focus on, creating good content. And there's lots of areas that I actually need help with, but he is, so far, I mean, it's been like a week, not even a week, he's been killing it. He's been really helping me out. So, Michael, if you're watching this, thank you very much. But uh, get back to work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but it was like the same thing. Like I told him, like super low key. Like there's no expectations. I understand he's in college. So it's like just whatever you can do to help me, well, mm-hmm. I'll appreciate. Um, but very cool. And so it's definitely the very first step of, of building Become Elite. Because ultimately I do. I see myself like having multiple full-time people working you know, helping with creating content, helping dealing with brand deals. I would just like the to clothing say clothing brand, everything. That I think most people in your situation, with as many followers as you have and subscribers, and everything, I feel like they would have hired probably like five people by now. Yeah, because I think I think a lot of people get ahead of themselves. Like I see this one person who I used to follow on YouTube, and she's like a fitness person. She just moved to like a new city and started a a fitness clothing brand with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and they already have a team of like 20 people and they just started like six months ago and I feel like you are like very reserved and like really smart about your and you do it in like daily life too but like what do you call it like upgrades yeah like kind of just upgrading your life and upgrading your business you don't buy cameras like willy-nilly and just like get them all the time like a lot of people do Mm -hmm. a lot of people on, on YouTube and Instagram and a lot of people will hire an assistant just when they get like 20 emails a day and you know they only have like 50,000 followers and they already have like two assistants mm-hmm. you know so i think you've been really smart and like reserved about it i think you could have done it a while ago because yeah, you've been yeah. really overwhelmed but i think you just are smart about that yeah cuz my whole thing is like slow and steady like the growth and obviously like i know you need to invest and investing in yourself and investing in your business is how you make it triple and quadruple um, and it's hard to bouncing around. I know, like I've said before, like if I was in one spot in San Diego or Portland or wherever and settled and have like a little bit of an office or not even an office, but I would for like sure. Like an had, extra bedroom or something. Yeah. I would first, not even to someone to live, but just like, like, like what OPSM did with the very first one, like having somebody just a friend or somebody that likes what you're doing, come in and just help out doing that in person yeah. a little bit. It is hard bouncing around to around. And I know. Around. I always wonder like what our lives would be like, like the parallel universe of yeah. us if we were like your sister and we just had a nine to five or you just had a five year contract in the same city, mm-hmm. like what yeah. our lives would look like. And not that I would want that, but it's just interesting to think about like how different our lives would be. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. Like, do you think, do you think that how much do you think that would have helped? helped? Well, I think it's hard because I think what people like about my YouTube channel and everything so much is that I'm, I'm chasing pro contracts and that I'm not stationary. Yeah, but if you were stationary, you would be doing other ventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it'd still be interesting. Yeah. I if mean, people were to still watch you, do you think that Become Elite would be somewhere further ahead? It's hard. I have no idea because it's like, I think that what I'm doing and like documenting like the pro life is something that only a few people are really doing. And, uh, and even for reasons that I understand. Yeah, because it's a lot of work. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think about that a lot too. Like even, cause I know even when I'm done the videos, I'll still be posting on YouTube. I'll still be doing stuff. I'll still want to grow everything, but it will shift. It will shift from, this is my daily life. This is my pro journey. 
to more instructional videos, more training videos, yeah, more but stuff I like that. I honestly think that that'll be just not even, maybe even more interesting because mm. right now you can only show one thing yeah, yeah. every day. You can only show either chilling and recovering or working out. There's yeah. nothing in between. And I can't even really you know? show my team trainings and my team workouts yeah. that much. Like I honestly think that your your content will get more interesting to be honest. Yeah. When you're done. It'll be yeah. or when you're when you're in the place longer. Yeah. And it'll be then you can hire, you know, start to really get people to come in and work and cuz it's like even with Michael everything is remote. Yeah. So it's like everything I have to do is just like over text and it's, so far it's been good and like it's only been a, you know a few days but like um it is just nicer to have somebody right there with you, you know? So it's like, yeah. I can just come up to me like, so what's the deal with the, this, this promo? It goes this, 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 and it goes, awesome. I think you should do this versus over text. It's just a little different. But um, yeah, I mean. Grass is always greener. Grass is always greener, yeah. Because if I was stationary, maybe I would be like, man, I, I should have just kept on chasing the contracts and everything. Because for me, it's, I can only play pro once, you know? I can only do this, what I'm doing right now once in my life. Because mm-hmm. once I'm, have kids and settle down and I'm retired like you can't go back you can't be like okay yeah gonna get the boots back on start training again Mm -hmm. it's hard so yeah but it is exciting it's really exciting to literally send that first email of like okay you're hired I think um unlike most pros I think you're really lucky that your post soccer life is gonna be equally fulfilling mm-hmm. hopefully yeah i had a little bit of a existential crisis when i was in college it was like my junior year and mm-hmm. it was like really when you should start looking at an internship and like trying to figure out the next steps of we life. all were going through those existential and i kind of like was like man i really like what i'm doing i really really like playing soccer working out and having fun not all day being in an office not being in an office not being an and adult and now you want to be in an office and I was looking at like what I should do with like my I had like was going to get a math degree and I was like I, I kind of was like do I want to be a college coach do I want to mm-hmm. do that on the side and do something else you know and I was kind of like looking at like um, an actuary or like an accountant type like math literally nine to five desk job and do, on the side working as like a coach in a coaching license club and stuff like that um, but I literally was just the thought process of like every single day going to work working for somebody else the 9 to 5 that's the hard part about normal jobs because not to talk badly about them because most people yeah. have them but and have to do them it's so frustrating and I did this for a while going to work and putting in so much effort and so much time and so much like heart into something that you're not reaping the benefits of mm-hmm. you know and like even when I worked for someone that I like I really looked up to a designer like, yeah, I would get paid, like, a little bit more than minimum wage, but at the end of the day, like, her name is on those designs. Like, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. one getting recognition in magazines. She's the one making the millions. Like, and I'm just doing all of her little work. And, like, yeah. that's how every business is, you know? Even if you're working at Starbucks or Chipotle, like, you're working for the owner, the big guy on top, you know, the CEO. Mm-hmm. Like, but then it's, oh, But then hard. the stress, like, you don't have to stress about Oh, yeah, I mean, it's way easier because yeah. you go to work you do it and you go home and like even when there's big problems on my job I'd be like well not my problem you know like she's the problem solver but at the same time like I don't know I think it's worth it to take on the stress especially when you're younger and you can risk more because Mm -hmm. it's like oh if you have a bad year it just means that like oh it looks like we're not going to go vacation as much and you know so I honestly like if everything tanked like everything everything become like everything like, I honestly would not, I would be humble enough to be like, okay, it looks like I'm moving back in with my parents yeah, for a bit. Yeah, starting from... Start from scratch, find, yeah. a, find an actual job and restart. So, like, the risk to me is just, like, 
like I'm very fortunate in that aspect that I do can do that. But like if you're older and like have kids or you don't have anywhere that you can do that, it's harder to risk that and to like start something because oh, you have more responsibilities. You have a mortgage, you have a wife and kids that you have to provide for or whatever. But I think that the sooner you realize what you want and the sooner you go for it, the higher your chances yeah, yeah. of it happening. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, but yeah, so anyway, change of, uh, change of topics now. We are uh, we we're trying to plan our route oh, from yeah. Portland to Tulsa, and it's hard because a lot of it's going to be dependent on the weather and which roads we can take. Because ideally, we'd go straight across, like through Montana, Wyoming, and everything, and it would be about a twenty-eight hour drive. But if there's a win- if there's a bad winter storm and we don't feel comfortable driving through some of the passes, we might have to drive south, like on I five down into like California or wherever and cut across maybe Nevada, cut across more south, which would add a lot more hours in drive Kill time. Me. So right now we're looking at if everything goes really well, a ten hour, ten hour, eight hour drive day. But if that's, things go wrong that's good. That's scenario? the that's the best case scenario. But if things go wrong, we could be looking at like twelve, twelve, thirteen or something. Well hopefully we'll record the next podcast when we get to Tulsa. And we will update you guys on how we got there. Yeah. If we ever get there. And yeah. if we don't, then thank you for listening. <laughs> it's been great knowing you guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, yeah. And the hard part is it's it's not the most fun drive. No, it's really not. Once you pass. And every, especially now because everything's just dead. Yeah. Like if there was a tree, it's, it's just brown now. But, so. but Kansas and, and. But being in the new car will help, I think. Being up high. Mm-hmm. Having yeah, a little nicer, more of a nicer car, and having a little bit more space, and and uh, and everything, and then the other big thing we have to figure out is our Goochster, the Gucci, the Gucci our cat. Gooch. We have to figure out our cat, the Gucci because right now, um, our cat Gucci uh, is in San Diego with your parents right yes, now. Yes, and we want her to be with Shelly in Tulsa because she'll have her own apartment. She won't have any other animals to worry about. Even though she's having fun in San Diego, I think it's just kind of a high-stress environment. She's getting yeah. a little chubs. So, um, and Shelly just, especially in, in preseason and being alone, I think it just helps having love, someone there. I love Gucci. He loves Gucci yeah. more than anything. So we're going to figure out a way to get her there. And yeah. we'll also update you on that situation. And it was hard because it's like... I. I, we were thinking about trying to like bring Gucci with us up to Portland, but the Ottawa Combine kind of threw. Yeah, and then it, we'd have to bring her like internationally to Canada. <laughs> In a hotel. Know, sneak her into Canada. Like, and then have to fly back to Portland. And I'm, yeah. that would be so stressful on, the, on her to go from San Diego up to Canada over th- all these airports and then come into Portland and then drive, and then drive like across. Days. So right now we're either looking at shipping Gucci alone, doing some sort of service that will send Gucci from San Diego to me in Tulsa, but that might be more expensive than we like can like. And if thinking. that's too expensive, then I will fly out with her later in a couple weeks. Yeah, because I want to go to your your opening game. So. I think we should just do that because I, I was so. looking at it like literally shipping and doing a, a cat because you don't want to do on the ground because it's just as stressful. Yeah. So shipping a cat or a dog or anything in the air is like probably especially almost cross country. Like I was looking at, it, it was like seven fifty to over a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll come out because especially if it's just like March. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Literally. Oh, then I get to be with her. 
Yeah, so that that's probably what we'll do is we'll wait till Mimi comes out the second time into Tulsa, fly and you fly Gucci out, and uh, and we'll figure it out from there. And especially too, like what we said with me doing double days all preseason, is that I she will be alone a lot in the. Uh, yeah, I just I just liked it better because she would have more space to herself because a lot of times she has to just be in my room, but. We'll make it work. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I think dinner's almost ready. So. Yeah, you can smell it. Yes. And uh, we're pretty much up. That's like 40, 45 minutes of uh, the podcast. So. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys are liking these podcast episodes. If there's anything that you guys are, are curious about or that, you know, that we want, that you want us to really touch on more that would be outside of like a YouTube video or anything, like a good podcast topic, mm-hmm. feel free to comment below as always. And uh, again, big thank you to Chaos Soccer Gear for sponsoring this podcast. C-H- a, I. Oh, what? C H. C H, A. Mm-hmm. O. Yep. S. Yeah. Chaos. There's no I. There's no I in chaos. It's <laughs> maybe he's the worst speller. I swear chaos. An I. It's chaos soccer gear. So C H A O S. So big thank you for chaos soccer gear for sponsoring it. Sorry that your your promo went about six minutes in. <laughs> completely spaced on it but again their link is in the description if you're watching on youtube and if you're just listening head to chaossoccergear.com and check out their uh their products so um that's it for the podcast episode three season three and uh we'll catch you guys on the next one hopefully in tulsa all safe and sound and uh in one piece and in one piece so adios peace peace